Greetings, Sotins. It's me, Sarah Kensler. I'm coming at you with this extra episode of Soda because June is Pride Month, but it's also the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Uprising. Dustin Stoick and I talk about the history of Stonewall, what it means for the LGBTQ plus community, and the Stonewall at 50 event happening at the Minneapolis Institute of Art in Minneapolis, Minnesota on Friday, June 14th, 2019 from 6 to 9 p.m. I hope to see you all there this Friday. Enjoy! Hi, everyone. This is Sarah from Soda, and I'm here with my friend Dustin Stoick again. Yay! Hi, Dustin. I'm back! Dustin's back. <laughs> and and Dustin and I are back for this uh, special little mini episode to talk about the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. Stonewall. Hi, Dustin. Hi. Hi. So what can you tell me about Stonewall? So the Stonewall Inn is a gay bar. It's located in Greenwich Village in lower Manhattan of New York City. The original inn was open between 1967 to 1969. It was located at 51 to 53 Christopher Street between West 4th Street and Waverly Place. The original Stonewall was shut down after the riots that broke out against a police raid, but we'll get to that later. Very few establishments um, of the 1950s and 60s were openly welcoming queer people into them. At the time, Stonewall was owned by the mafia, like a lot of uh, queer spaces were. So it was also typically then filled with some of the most marginalized people within the gay community. So a lot of drag queens went there, transgender people, effeminate young men, butch lesbians, male prostitutes, homeless youth especially. I think so much about being a queer person uh, is rooted in having queer spaces celebrate one another. I think it's really important within our own community. I know it's definitely really important to me and people that I know. I like to go to a lot of drag performances in gay bars in, Min- in Minneapolis, um, and I'm very outspoken about it. <laughs> um, a lot of my straight friends, um, I'm always like, let's go to the saloon, let's go to Blush or whatever, and they're like, that's a little bit too much for me, or because it's just, it's it's different. Um, I know when I enter some, when I separate myself from a queer space and go into like a straight bar, like an uptown bar or something, I feel the need to like conceal myself again. It's it's very odd. It, it's interesting. So I think those spaces are just really important to the queer community as a whole. But back to Stonewall, police raids were quite common on gay bars at that time. So once the Stonewall riot happened, that was kind of like the last straw. And it basically sparked like the gay liberation movement after that. I think there was five days of protests that happened. After the building was shut down in 1969, The now iconic vertical sign that had always beamed over the building exterior was removed and there are very little to none original interior or exterior components to the building. Because people took them after the, like as memorabilia or? I don't think it was memorabilia, it was just um, this space wasn't a queer space anymore and had been commercialized so a lot of that history from the original space has been removed. Other good news about Stonewall, the building itself is that On June 23rd in 2015, the Stonewall Inn was the first landmark in New York City to be recognized by the New York City Landmarks Preservation Commission on the basis of its place in LGBTQ plus history. 
And on June 24th in 2016, the Stonewall National Monument was named the first U.S. national monument dedicated to L the LGBTQ plus rights movement. So to this day, it remains the first and only LGBTQ plus related national monument. Earlier this past week, um, it was just announced on, I think it was Wednesday, so that would be, what, May, May 29th now, um, that in 2021, um, a monument will be built in honor of Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera. So for those who don't know these two figures, they were two leading ladies in the gay rights movement. They were activists for transgender rights. They worked on behalf of homeless LGBTQ youth and those affected by HIV and AIDS. They were also believed to have been the figures that sparked the Stonewall riots. Some sort of brick or shot glass was thrown and all hell pretty much broke loose after that. There is talk that Marsha was seen, yeah, I think throwing a shot glass and Sylvia was there and like once that violent act happened is when police moved forward. But I mean, also it didn't take much to set off the police on minority people at the time, so. Um, so what was the, you talked about police raids. Like, yeah. what do you what do you mean up until Stonewall? Yeah, or well, they, they were really common throughout the 50s and the 60s raiding queer spaces um, and gay bars. A lot of these mafia-owned places, because they owned a lot of them, they knew it would bring in money. Um, and there was little that they had to do to, to get it open. So like I said, when they had like no running water, like one really grungy bathroom, I mean, they just provided a space and people were gonna come regardless of what the condition was for the most part. Um, so they would pay off police sometimes to look over the raids or to, to not raid, or they would get tipped off and uh, clear the space out before police would come in. Um, but yeah, a lot of, people would be dragged out of these places, arrested because it was illegal to show any sort of gay expression. You couldn't hold hands with the same sex in public. You couldn't wear any more than I think it was three items of clothing that belonged to your opposite gender. I mean, it was just very constricting back then. So it was a real big risk to, to enter these spaces. But if you could navigate it and maneuver it at the time, that was pretty much your only option in order to really express and enjoy who you were as a person. This Pride, this June, where we celebrate where we've gotten and also the 50 year anniversary of Stone, we need to remember that this event started as a protest and that the fight is not over. Uh, it's a hard reality face, but our voices matter and we have to, we have to speak about it. Tell me, tell me the story of what happens at Stonewall. When you first look up Stonewall online, um, it's also referred to as the Stonewall Uprising or Stonewall Rebellion. They depict it as a series of spontaneous violent demonstrations by members of the gay community against a police raid that took place in the early morning hours of June 28th, 1969. <laughs> uh, <laughs> interesting way of phrasing everything. Uh -huh. Yeah, I mean, it, it really was a police raid coming into this space. Somehow, I guess the mafia weren't able to get tipped off in time, or maybe their luck had just run out. We'll never really know what exactly happened. But yeah, these the police came into this space, started dragging people out of it that morning. Um, there was a lot of violence against people who were in the space. It, it was just brutal. And eventually, I mean, people people can only take so much discrimination and violence and oppression for so long. And that is what, that was the limit. That was the final 
bit. I think they were really closing in on getting into a lot of these spaces and shutting them down. So Stonewall was, I think, one of the last standing places and that's why it eventually got hit. Riots lasted, I think it was for five days. A lot of organizations that are really, really big organizations that have contributed a lot to the community that were sparked out of this. Um, and that's why we celebrate Pride in the month of June is because of the Stonewall riots. Like I said earlier, recognizing that it was a protest. I mean, we're, we're not done protesting by any means. So at 1.20 a.m. on Saturday, June 28th of 1969, four plain clothed policemen in dark suits, two patrol officers in uniform and detectives um, arrived at the Stonewall Inn's double doors and announced, police, we're taking the place. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> as they do. And so the police showed up. Um, they started escorting people out. And eventually that's when they started um, detaining people. Eventually people started acting back because it wasn't in a fair or easy way. It was in a very, very violent way that they were detaining people. And for what? For for being gay, essentially, is, is why they were being detained. So... The raid didn't go as planned. A bystander shouted, gay power, and people began singing. The crowd reacted with amusement and general good humor, but things were growing intensively and um, hostily. An officer shoved what is, when I'm looking it up here, it says shoved a transvestite, so it's very out of date. Ooh, that's an old language. Term. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eventually, the crowd started chanting certain things. Pennies, then beer bottles were thrown at the wagon as a rumor. And it eventually just escalated from there. And there is the, the rumor that Marsha P. Johnson was the one who threw a shot glass, or other people say a brick, um, at the police. And then that basically was like the go-ahead. Like, all right, it's, it's, it's on. Yeah, like, yeah this it's is, on. Yeah, it's on. This is this is the time that we we need to not sit back and just allow this brutal behavior happen to our, the community again. Marsha P. Johnson and then her one of her best friends from the time, Sylvia Rivera, are, are kind of those, those two people that spearheaded everything. Mm -hmm. um, and they're not talked about historically in any sort of material that recovers the event. Fortunately, they are starting to get their recognition now. And I mean, there was just a Netflix documentary, what, I think a year or two released ago, ago, ago about Marsha. Um, I think Sylvia, Sylvia's trying to get her recognition as well. It was just announced this last week that there is going to be a memoriam um, or a monument commemorating those two and their contributions to the movement. So through the Stonewall uprising, well, post-riots, post, post, riots, post Stonewall event, organizations popped up as a result from it. So the Human Rights Campaign was a big one. GLAAD, G-L-A-A-D, formerly uh, Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, and PFLAG formerly parents, families, and friends of lesbians and gays. Um, so those were some of the major long-standing organizations that came about after uh, the Stonewall Riots um, that have really been monumental organizations in, in pushing gay rights and forward. Yeah, that is pretty significant. Yeah, so those are the big ones. I mean, <laughs> people. Pretty, I think a lot of people have at least heard of these organizations. Mm -hmm. They know what they're out. So what can you tell us about what will be happening that night? Yes. Um, lots of good things. 
Um, it's going to be a very busy night. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping that a lot of people come. Okay, what, um, what time is it going to start? It is from 6 to 9. Mm -hmm. um, so we're basically going to have at 6 right away, I believe we're going to have some performances happening. Andrea's going to kind of give like an opening um, speech and such uh, on the first floor in the lobby. So basically to summarize it up, I mean, there's going to be readings, installations, and gallery performances throughout the night. Andrea and some of her uh, colleagues are going to be reading, doing readings from this new anthology of theirs called Queer Voices, Poetry, Prose, and Pride. It's featured both emerging and established Minnesota-based writers within the LGBTQ plus community. There's also going to be the pop-up entertainment and activations and galleries. We have some drag and performance artists. Um, so these performances basically seek to pay tribute to those underrepresented figures within the community. There will also be some public art installations by local artists uh, Kelly O'Brien and Joshua McGarvey. There's also going to be a documentary film called Stonewall Uprising, so it'll give you more of an in-depth look into what really happened that evening. So if you really want kind of like a history lesson, that would be a really great resource uh, or event, I guess, to, to attend. There's also going to be a tour that will explore some of the Queer Narratives Throughout Museum's collection that are currently on display. Um, so myself and another colleague will be leading that. <laughs> so, and we should, we should mention too, uh, Dustin, how much does it cost to come to this event? Oh, to come to this event, it is free, it's my darlings. Free, 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 free. <laughs> yes. Everybody should come. It's completely yes. free. Uh, completely free. Uh, open to all people. Well, Dustin, I'm going to be there Yay. on Friday, June 14th. June 14th. From 6 to 9 p.m. 6 to 9 p.m. At the Minneapolis Institute of Art <laughs> for this completely free Stonewall at 50 celebration. Um, thank you so much for talking to me again. Thank you. I appreciate you so wholeheartedly, and I'm so excited to see what you've got cooking for us on Friday. It's gonna be good. <laughs> Thank you.